0: create lasting change, inspire others, and make a difference. You have joined the Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Donaldson, and each week you will hear from distinguished co-hosts and guests as they share insights into impacting our culture from your neighborhood to the nation's. What's it like to be a pastor of a prominent church in a city that seemingly overnight had 200,000 people laid off and now nearly half of your church is unemployed? Pastor Paul Mark Goulet serves as the senior pastor of the International Church of Las Vegas, and he is experiencing just that. ICLV is a multi-site congregation in Vegas. Uh, The church's four local campuses welcome thousands of worshipers throughout the Vegas metropolitan area. Uh, He has partnered with John Maxwell's Equip uh, to provide leadership training to Vegas, France, and other locations. Uh, He has opened up five counseling centers. His daughter founded the Wellness Center, and the church offers services addressing health, Uh, where it be physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, and allows people to seek healing and restoration through Jesus Christ. Pastor Paul, welcome. Hey, it's an honor to be with you. And I'm pleased that Pastor Wendell Benson from Bakersfield, California, and co-founder of CityServe, is also joining us today, and he will serve as the co-host. Welcome, Wendell. Thank you, Dave. Good to be with you today. Paul, would you share with us what's happening right now in Las Vegas?
1: Well, it's been kind of a blurb because it's happened so quickly. It's one of the toughest things I've ever been through. So hundreds of thousands of people have lost their jobs in a matter of days. And then it would be another couple more days, and then they'd shut down another area of our city. We're we're an entertainment city. We're a phenomenal city. Almost two million people live here. But then all of a sudden, schools are closed. Stores are closed. Um, our church was closed. Our schools were closed. Our preschool was closed. Our university was closed. It was just one thing after another uh, that we've had to adapt to. And, and it's like getting punched in the face. I'm an old hockey player, so I know what it's like to be punched in the face. And it's like I got punched in the face and I had to go back into prayer. I had to lean on our team and, and experts like you guys to actually just stabilize things and, and work our way through it. My friend said this, and it really helped me not just go through it, but grow through it. Amen. That really helped me kind of get my feet back on the ground. Amen.
0: Paul, what are the best ways to help people right now in Vegas? I know CityServe and World Vision, uh, we are responding by shipping you truckloads of emergency supplies. But how can we best help you as your Christian brothers and sisters?
1: Well, we really appreciate city serve and we just everybody's anticipating those trucks uh full of resources uh right now we're scrambling to feed about twenty five thousand people. We actually ran out of food for the very first time uh, about a week and a half ago uh we've been feeding we give about a one point two million pounds of food away every year, about a thousand families every week, but that's now multiplied so one is just pray that God will provide all the food that we need. To feed the multiplication. (laughs) Um, And so, since that one first day, we've committed to pray and we've had other people pray. We made a lot of phone calls and we've had enough food. In fact, last night we had too much food. So, I put out an announcement on Facebook saying, Hey, gang, we have too much food. Go pick it up and give it away to your neighbors. So, one is we definitely need prayer. Two, we need the resources that you guys are sending that'll really help us. Uh, Three is obviously we're all praying for. That people will function in, in peace and not fear. Because we've been hit so hard, and this is not our first trauma. Uh just what two years ago, we were uh, there was a shooting in our city where 58 were killed and another 400 plus were injured. Um, so this is not the first trauma we've been through, but I've never seen the strip close down. It's a 24-hour town. I've never seen <laughs> this type of financial impact. And now we're seeing the emotional impact on how people are feeling. So yeah, anything you guys can do to help, including prayer would, would mean the world to us. Paul, you
0: have the credentials and experience as a certified counselor. And as Dave mentioned, you founded the Wellness Center. What are the mental and emotional issues people are experiencing from this crisis? And uh, how is ICLV able to help them? What are you guys able to do right now?
1: Well, what a, Wendell, what a great question. I mean, you guys are the expert. I consider myself um, uh, just a counselor uh, obeying God as a pastor. So um, <laughs> I can tell you that what we're doing right now is is I was never licensed to be a therapist. I always felt like I was the one that would start counseling centers and churches. It started on a mountain in British Columbia where I heard God for the first time. And I still didn't know uh, if it was the voice of God. I went to my the Dean of Students, Dr. David Lim, and I said, I think I might have heard from God to start counseling centers and churches. So that's what I did. I've, I've started five of those by the grace of God. And, and uh, I would always partner with licensed counselors. And my daughter actually started this last counseling center, our wellness center. She's a licensed marriage and family counselor. So what I've always done is um, because I'm, I'm more of a, someone who likes to start things and establish them, and I would find people that, that have the license. And I would find licensed social workers, licensed marriage and family counselors. I would even try to connect with the city to find psychiatrists or psychologists in the region for, for more of a, a therapeutic approach. So what we're doing now is our counseling center has had to go, we call it the wellness center, has had to go basically on FaceTime or on Zoom. Um, so everything we're doing right now based on the regulations in our state has been um, my daughter's using all her counselors to do face-to-face online and it's actually working quite well. Um, so everybody's still safe. They're, they're trying to stay home. Um, and they're getting counseling. The other thing we're doing, Wendell, is that we're, like we said, we're feeding them, but when we feed them, we have a a time of prayer with them. We take them groups of 10 at a time to give them the food. We're not allowed more. So we schedule 10 at a time and we pray for them. Um, the third is we have a drive-through prayer twice a week at our church right now, where people literally just drive up in their cars, and they're you know insulated, and our team has has gloves on and and um, they pray for the people at a distance, and everybody's feeling secure and comfortable, and we found out they really need this. And the fourth thing I'm doing on on social networking, I'm putting more some some more mental health approaches to how to deal with crisis, how to interpret crisis. So I'm really trying to incorporate that on a daily basis to give people tools to to process what's going on because it's a crisis, so you need crisis intervention. So I'm kind of leaning on everything I've learned through the years. I was trained by Dr. Richard Dobbins, so I'm leaning on those resources to go, how can we help people not um, exasperate? exasperate the problem by, you know, sip, seeping into a depression or overreacting or making life changes, life decisions that will change their life at a, at a crisis moment. Uh, the key is to get through the crisis and try to grow through it. Excellent.
0: Uh, Paul, you know, we've known each other for 30 years, and I know you don't mind me sharing this, but you you encountered some significant uh, physical challenges, like, uh, I think a couple strokes and, but tell, tell us a little bit about that and how during that experience, what the Lord spoke to you.
1: Wow. What a, what a great question. And I I have no problem sharing it. It's, it's become a testimony. It was a trial (laughs) it's become a testimony. Um, It was three years ago. I was actually skiing down the Matterhorn in Switzerland. I was 58 years old, living a great life, trying to equip leaders in France, which I've been doing with John Maxwell. And then we started our own movement called Top Leader. So we've been training thousands and thousands of leaders. So I would always try to couple like a day or two where we could spend a few days relaxing. So I picked up skiing in my (laughs) fifties and, uh, I was skiing down to Matterhorn, and the very next day, my right leg wasn't working. I had a, a ischemic attack. It was, um, it was uh, basically a stroke without damage, and it was misdiagnosed. Everybody thought I might have slipped a disc or something, and they didn't know why my right leg wasn't working. And so when I came back to Vegas, I still wasn't feeling well. And it was misdiagnosed again. And finally, it was diagnosed properly from someone that worked out the same place that I work out and uh, had an MRI. They said, sir, you had a stroke. And then um, we did all this research with the the hospitals and and, uh, they did a procedure and I had another stroke. So, yeah, I was on my couch for almost a year um, crying every day, basically feel like I was dying and there was blood on my brain. So that wasn't a good thing either. So that whole tragedy um, really put me on a a place where I'd always been strong, always been healthy, but now I was deathly ill Uh, until the shooting. That's why I'm saying that through a crisis, we can grow because it was the night of the shooting. I text two people, one SWAT gentleman and the other police officer. I said, I know something's going on in the city. I'm praying for you. The next day I found out that the police officer was not stationed at Mandalay, but literally drove there. And he was, he and his partner were the first two police officers on the twenty-first floor. And they were shot at by the by the shooter. So took away shots from the strip to them. And they obviously got swat up there and, and you know the rest of the story. And uh, the next morning I woke up and, and it's clear as day. I don't hear voices and I don't see angels. But a thought came to my brain, Paul, go back to work. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I can't go back to work. I'm I'm suffering. And as clear as day, he says, Paul, they're suffering more. Go back to work. Mm. And so that morning, <laughs> I showed up at work, and I pulled the whole team together, and we we identified the 10 major problems of the city. And basically, I dispatched our team, uh, mobilized them. And the same thing we're doing now. When this happened, pulled the team together, dispatched them to different areas of our city, whether it's police or hospitals or feeding programs. We just opened up to the Red Cross to do a blood drive at our church. So literally, we had to say, in this time of trial, how can we be proactive to serve our city?
0: Uh, praise the Lord. Well, God doesn't waste anything. No. And I know you are wanting really to replicate this vision and model across the country. And Wendell and I and our team, are excited about working with you. HB London reported that 50% of pastors in our nation are unable to meet the needs of their job. Mm. Uh, They feel ill-equipped, overwhelmed, outgunned. And Mm. so we're excited uh, and honored to partner with you, uh, Paul. Before uh, we have you pray over Vegas, and we want to join you in that prayer, I'd like to appeal to our listeners to help Las Vegas. And one of the ways is to help sponsor these truckloads uh, that we are streaming into Vegas and into ICLV to help these families that have lost their jobs, that are that are scared. Uh, they don't know if they're going to be able to provide for their families. But if you'd like to sponsor a truck, we're asking for $5,000 per truckload, and we can multiply that into over $40,000 of product uh that uh Paul, uh, you and your church desperately need. And you can simply go to Cityserve.us, cityserve.us to help. Uh Paul, pray for your city and then Wendell and I are gonna join you in this prayer. Amen.
1: I I appreciate that. And I just wanna affirm Dave and Wendell in, in Cityserve and uh I'm committed to help you. I my dream is to see fifty counseling centers. In 50 yeah. cities um, across the USA, and I believe that you guys are well positioned to do it. And I, I'm going to lend my support and and my heart and and our experience here as a team to to back you on this vision. Um, not only are 50% of pastors feeling inadequate, um, imagine during this crisis time. And I've been well trained by by some of the best but I felt inadequate. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I just want to lend my support and and just tell you how much I appreciate you and all those that are sponsoring trucks. We really love you. Uh, we believe in the vision, vision of City Serve, and it's just going to get bigger uh, because it's all about helping people and serving cities. So I just want to tell you how much I love both of you and I love what's going on there. And um, I, I, I pray right now that Jesus will pour yes. his spirit out on uh dave and wendell and christianne and the whole team there i'm praying that city serve is mobilized already and that you'll breathe on it holy spirit like a a wind in in the sail and that's what i'm seeing right now as i'm praying for you i've seen city serve like a massive ship with great contents in it and i see the spirit of god blowing into your sails And I believe that God's gonna bring you to every major city of our country. I believe that you're gonna be a a welcome uh, rescue boat, a a welcome uh, yacht, bringing in resources and bringing in the love of God and the the, the spirit of God. And even what you're doing for our city as a type of first fruit, we're so grateful for this. And we pray it'll multiply back to every one of you a hundred times. And I'm praying that by it, this seed into our city, that we're going to see our city change, 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 change. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. don't know where the next dollar is going to come from. We don't know how to pay for all this stuff, Lord, but we're believing that you're going to provide, and cities serve as one of those answers. So I'm praying a massive blessing on all those that are listening today that we'll be mobilized, that we won't be victims of this, but we're going to grow through this. And I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, this is the moment for a movement in Vegas and we're standing with you and we believe what is happening in Vegas, what's about to happen, it's not going to stay in Vegas. Amen. Uh, God's going to use it as a model uh, for the nations. Amen. So we love you, Paul. Thanks okay. so much for being with us. We love you too. I hope you enjoy listening to influencers on the Charisma Podcast Network. Join us next week for another thought-provoking episode. And remember to use your influence to move people closer to Jesus.